The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com we're talking huskers we're talking big 10 here on the block i'm austin norman joined by eric strickland strick we spent a lot of time on the quarterback position kind of sick of it at this point um but marcus satterfield said jeff sims did not practice yesterday he'll do as much as he can tonight so we'll have to keep talking about the quarterback situation probably all the way up till kickoff yeah. Um, I want to go back to something Notorious B.I.B. asked, though. Uh, Strick, do you think we can beat Northern Illinois on Saturday by just running the ball? Um, I would hope so. I would hope so. Now, listen, you, you still want to uh, situationally have to, to throw because, obviously, <clears throat> if you just run, run, run the ball, I don't care who you are. You have to be creative in it, but also because there's a certain amount of hats that is on the line. If you go with six and you have one one running back and they put eight in the box, so meaning you have a, you have a center, two guards, two tackles, that's five. And even if you have a two tight end set, you're going to have to do something where you move the tight end. Somebody is going to be unblocked if you put eight in the box. They just have more hats than you in the box. Numbers. Numbers. It's a numbers game. So if the numbers game continues to stay eight to nine, then you're going to have to open them up by passing the ball. But I think you still try to do it. You be creative. You 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 work ways in how to block down, maybe pull a guard out, wham a guy out, boom, run a guy underneath. So there's ways to get out of it because if the if the linebacker's in, you run say you run a counter play, you block down on the tackles. It depends on what front you have. You block down on the tackles, you 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 push out a a, a guard hit that end, get him upfield, get that end out. Now you, you've got a guy. But the linebacker is inside. He maybe takes a little shot, a shift over. That wham block blocks, blocks, uh, blocks him from getting out to the edge. Now you've got one-on-one blocking, maybe a safety up top. you got one guy to beat, right? That's just mm-hmm. an example. It doesn't always work out like that, but I'm just saying. That's the only way in the run game that you can do so. Otherwise, you're going to have to open up. I would do some tight end delays if you're going to be hot in the block uh, in the box, meaning you you have a tight end block, hold block, mm-hmm. and then you give a good fake, come out, tight end releases because guess what? Now the linebackers are eyeballing inside, thinking run. Now you've got a tight end up the seam, maybe with a little out or in some form of an angle behind the linebackers that have gotten up. Now you've got the safety that's probably watching him, but you've got two, so the safety's got to take a choice, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That Those are the things that if I'm an offensive coordinator, that's what I'm trying to do, but I'm trying to keep a focus, a heavy focus on the run game because I have to show and get confidence, but also have to have, make sure that my receivers are just not out there like twiddly d and twiddly dumbing. 
you know, I want them to also get some reps and try to because guess what? I'm going to need them mm-hmm. as we get into conference play. That you will. For reference, Northern Illinois is allowing 110.5 yards per game on the ground on 27 carries per game. So that's right at four yards a carry. Nebraska in two games has rushed uh, for 201.5 yards on 39 carries per game. So there, there has been Nebraska's relative commitment to the run. But I go back to what you said in our one trick, identity. This week and next week are where Nebraska has to find that identity know what it is on offense, know what it's good at. So when you get into tougher competition, you have something to fall back on. Yeah. And, and what I'm doing as far as identity, right? Um, I've, if I'm Satterfield, I've got a good understanding now as to who Jeff Sims is. If, if I'm trying to make sure Jeff Sims is Mm -hmm. my guy, if I have to do some adjustments, slight adjustments, it's kind of like um, someone who is sick. You don't just come in and feed them a full course meal. You know what I mean? Because they weren't able to hold the food down. You kind of just give them a little bit here, see how much they can hold down, and then slowly, progressively add mm-hmm. up, right? It would be like that. I would add a few plays that are not the traditional plays that I've had because I know Jeff Sims is this. I need to begin to show Jeff Sims or work to Jeff Sims' strength if he's my guy to make guy. sure he becomes more confident. And so maybe I'm adding in a few option plays or maybe I'm adding in some things with his athleticism. Uh, maybe I'm adding in some some old Tommy Frazier fake inside with some dropbacks to find a tight end or somebody up the seam to get him some – or somebody coming across the, form, uh, the, you know, the defensive formation. I'm looking at these type of things to figure out how I best use Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims is not a str- – a straight drop back or a straight sit in the pocket quarterback. I would figure out ways to get him running, uh, uh, rolling out. Definitely not to the left, probably <laughs> more to the right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want him throwing across him because I see throwing off his back foot is not good or throwing in ways that he doesn't have just that, that arm yet to be able to make certain plays. I can probably catch him where He's right in front of me, but if he has to turn back and he's rolling left, I don't want that because I want him to have zip on the ball. So that's how I would do it, slowly feed in some other things to be able to start shifting to the strengths of Jeff as opposed to trying to keep him traditional. Makes a lot of sense. I think that's the way Nebraska should go. Seemed like that's the way things were trending against Colorado until the turnovers came up in yeah. Nebraska. So I think Marcus Satterfield does have that understanding, like you're saying about who Jeff Sims is, what needs to be done. Here's a super radical option. Tell me I'm crazy, text line and, and strict. Let me hear it if you think I'm crazy. What if you just went like full air raid in the pass game? Like I'm not saying throw it 50 times a game, but what if your passing concepts were air raid style? You spread it out. You know, four wide, five wide, maybe a back for for pass protection, maybe a tight end in there to help the offensive line out. But what's the knock on air raid quarterbacks? They don't make reads. They're not making decisions, right? They're just throwing to spots. If Jeff Sims struggles with decision making, that to me is where if I'm Marcus Satterfield, I'm putting more on me to scheme guys so wide butt open that Jeff Sims can't miss them. I take the decision out of it for him. I put those concepts in place where it's quick, easy rhythm throws he doesn't have to think about. I like that. Um, with that concept, you're going to need three, mm-hmm. at least, Yes, that can understand where they need to be, what pockets they need to be in, where to squat, what, you know, so they, do we have that? 
Do you think? Let's you, let's talk through this. Okay, so you're going to need one burner, one guy to take the top off the defense. Yeah. Nebraska's starting group doesn't have that. Facts. Maybe that's where Jalen Lloyd grows into that. Maybe Jaden Doss can stretch the field by the end of the year. Not sold on that. Okay. Billy Kemp, I think, can be a good guy in the short to intermediate. Find the pocket, mm-hmm. sit down, uh, work his way into the open space. Good. I think I think he's there. I'm with you. Alex Bullock isn't going to be that burner, but I think if he's a good enough route runner, like we've heard, I think he's got the savvy to, again, find the open spots in the zone Does and just sit hands? down. Does Remains to be seen. Yeah. Remains to be seen. Um, Marcus Washington, kind of a tweener. Um, again, More not, of a possession type of guy to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his football savvy is, but I think that's a guy that can play a role on the team. So I think you're up to two for sure in Washington and in Kemp. How much tight end do you use? I, I think Borkature and Fedoni are... Are any of them able to stretch off the line? Ideally Fedoni, but we haven't seen it yet. Okay. But I think they're big enough bodies that if you tell them their job is to run forward six yards, turn around, put your hands up above your head like you're a fourth grader rebounding a basketball, simple enough. Well, there it is. So I, I, actually, <laughs> I actually like your concept because it really opens up more things because in that instance, you're going you're gonna to be able to kind of see a little bit more of where the defenses are, where things are coming from. Mm-hmm. But... My again, my awareness comes in for Jeff Sims because guess what happens when you have air raid? You have more corner blitzes. Yep. If you're not an aware type of a guy, then you're not able to pick up corner blitzes. You don't see until the it's too late. Dropping. You don't see it until it's too late. And so that stop route uh, that would normally be a stop route. You don't see, like you said, that linebacker, that corner coming off. You catch it late. Then you like, oh, he's coming from him. He's open. No, he's not. You know what I mean? That linebacker then dropped right into the middle of that zone. And then all of a sudden, if you're not in a way. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Her guy, bop, interception, six. Six. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's where... I want to see a little bit more awareness before I would feel comfortable in, in throwing Jeff Sims into an air raid. Not, not that – I think I, I like where your concept is. I truly hear you and I feel you. But that awareness thing for me – Yep. Because you're going to have safeties. You're going to have corners. You're going to have, you know, different drops. You know, it's going to look man, but it isn't. It is definitely some form of a zone blitz. Mm-hmm. And you, if you're not aware on those, you can get caught. You sure can. Uh, Strick, we got a few minutes here. Let's take a look at the Big Ten in general. There is one winless team in the Big Ten. Guess we know who, who it is. That is. <laughs> um, other than that. Uh, Guess who? 
Yeah, unfortunate. Let's start in the West. You have two teams that are sitting at two and zero. You have four that are sitting at one and one. And I hope you got your final Jeopardy answer in. And I hope you got that one right. So Minnesota and Iowa are at two and zero. I haven't been particularly impressed with either team. Iowa has done it with defense, a 20 to 13 win against Iowa State, a 24 to 14 win over Utah State. Well behind pace for what mm-hmm. Brian Ferentz, you know, needs to keep his job. Um, very workmanlike for Iowa, but I'm not impressed by them. Minnesota, one of their wins was against Nebraska, the other against a direct directional Michigan that they didn't exactly, you know, blow the doors off of, just workmanlike. I'm not sold on those 2-0 and o teams, and I want to give you a sec here to talk about the other team that was up in this conversation to win the West, Wisconsin. Struggled to put Buffalo away till late, and then goes on the road to Pullman, makes a late comeback, but Washington State ends up beating them. You ready? Lay it on me. <clears throat> There's always been a difference between the East and the West. We know that right now, Nebraska still has a shot of toss-ups in the West. Mm-hmm. Let's just, I'm just going to stay in one category. Well, actually, I'm going to go for two. Points for and points against in non-cons. And maybe some of them had um, one, you know, conference game. Your best top teams in the West, points for the Minnesota Gophers, 38 points against 16. Iowa Hawkeyes, points for... 25th ranked Hawkeyes now, 2 and 0, 44 4, 27 against. And then it drops off the freaking wagon. Okay? Now you go down to the Illinois, uh, uh, the, fight, uh, the Fighting Illini, points against 62. Purdue, points against 56. Wisconsin, points against 48. They compete with some of the, the, the Eastern teams with points four, but then you got to look at who they play. Northwestern, points four and against 31-45. And then Nebraska, the worst at points against for 49 and points for 24. Dang, they're the worst. I don't – actually, they are the worst in both categories. Now, you look at the East, points against Buckeyes, 10 the freaking Rutgers Scarlet Knights, 60 and 14. Maryland, 26 points against. Michigan, 10. Michigan State, 76 4 and 21 against. Penn State, number seventh ranked, 101 4, 22 against. And then the freaking Indiana Hoosiers are still way better than most of the West, and they're bad as they are. One and one record, though, 44 and 30. So you just tell me. What does it look like? It looks like there's a bunch of mediocre, bad, at best, in the West. And then you have some strong suitors, probably some better defenses in the East, which then says, I would prefer to stay in the West and hope these these toss-ups happen. And I'm glad I don't have to touch but maybe one or two of those in the, in the, in the East, or three, actually, to where... You know, it's good it's Maryland. It's good now you have a turmoil-laden uh, Michigan State, and then obviously you got Michigan. So it doesn't look good when you look at it that way. Both divisions are wide open for completely different reasons. The East, like you're saying, has a lot of those teams that are playing really well to start the year. The West doesn't. 
the West is, again, just that kind of pile of meh, whereas the East has teams that have incredible point differentials. Ohio State, even despite its slow start against um, Indiana, you know, came back, put up 35 points the next week. Michigan isn't playing anybody. I'm not putting too much into that. Mm-hmm. Penn State played Delaware, but they, they handled a meh West Virginia team, and they have the best point differential in the conference. That East is going to be a fight. Yeah, there's no question, and that's and that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I think there's some good matchups. I think that just right now, if we just look at it from top to bottom, I think the East is once again showing to be the strongest uh, part of it mm-hmm. and um, of the conference. And you know, even their bottom tiers are, are seeming to have a little bit more uh, than than what we've got going on right now in the in the West. Illinois stands out to me. I picked Kansas to win. I didn't realize Illinois would get down so far against Kansas. Purdue surprised me in that they went on the road and beat Virginia Tech. Didn't see that one coming. I did see them losing to Fresno. So I guess I'm in the same spot for different reasons with both of those teams. Wisconsin has some figuring out to do. Yeah. Not surprised, right? I think everyone gave them a lot of the benefit of the doubt in the West because of who their head coach was without factoring in just how big a change it was going to be. Yep. And I said that from the beginning. You did. And you 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 were you were high on Fickle. You were high on the the possibilities of of, of Fickle getting it going. I, I but it's okay because you you know rightfully so. I mean, he's benefit a team of that the took, doubt. Mm-hmm. You know the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I just I just said, look, again, it comes down to me this. Quarterbacks matter. The mm-hmm. quarterback that you have what level of eliteness they are matters. Wisconsin took four out of the portal. And sometimes it's just that chemistry doesn't work. Sometimes mm-hmm. you hit. Sometimes mm-hmm. you hit. You hit. And as I said with Shador, I said, listen, say what you will. The man is accurate. Say, say what you will about bad cornerbacks in, in, in HBCUs. I said, listen, he's a good quarterback, period. He's accurate. He can throw balls on a dime, mm-hmm. and if he's got athletes and weapons, he's going to hit them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once that line gets better, dangerous. That's where we're missing the mark. Look at look at the line right now. I think there's some struggles in the points four for Ohio State because they're still uncertain where. Quarterback. Quarterback. Right? It took a minute for them to even figure it out because freaking the best receiver in the country, your first, your first game – wasn't able to do it until really his second game, right? Up and down, but a good quarterback at Maryland. I mean, say what you will about it. He's inconsistent, but he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Doing pretty good. Um, Penn State, we talked about the young fella. Aller. We we thought highly of him mm-hmm. at, the, at the quarterback position. We just didn't know, mm-hmm. but we knew it was better than, than Clifford. And... They're putting up numbers. You know what I'm saying? The defense is keeping numbers off the board. And Offense keep, is putting them up. There you go. And so you look. You can just look up and down. You know, you know, Calic Manis, we thought would be a lot better, but he's struggling right now, you know. But up and down the board, it's still, to me, a quarterback-driven game in the, in mm-hmm. the uh, NCAAs. And, and in the in, – in, I mean, It only shoot, magnifies when you go up It magnifies the at the next level. Because mm-hmm. um, we we talk about that right now. What's going to happen? I actually I actually put in a little you know I had a little 
uh, uh, thought on what the Jets would be. Now I'm like, golly, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're going back, but look, opportunity presents itself. You've now got a chance of redemption. What you're going to do with the opportunity if you're um, Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny enough, I think the Jets are going to have to play a very Iowa brand of football this no year. No question. Defense. Which is funny because Iowa offered Zach Wilson out of high school. Wow. Look at that. Can you irony. imagine? Look at the irony. Can you imagine? It'd be funny. All right. So, Strick, either I didn't explain myself very well or text line ain't no ball. I want to defend my position about air raid, right? I think you, you hear that word or that phrase that mm-hmm. has a connotation. But text line, either I didn't explain myself or we have different understandings of what air raid means. Let me explain myself a little bit more to wrap up on the block next.